This is an FOU Studios podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geek XP, where we get to level up with some GXP. I'm your host, Peter the Geek. With me today, we have hashtag Kill Josh. That would be me. And we also have the amazing Lace. It's me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest for today is very, very exciting. You might never recognize him because of the many hats he wears. He's a professional cosplayer. He's playing Darth Maul in a short film, and he's a pro wrestler, all-around geek and good guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Fury. Hello, Rob. Welcome. What is up, my friends? Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show today. It is beautiful, and it is a great day to be a geek. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Rob. Um, well, it all started back in January 29th, 1985. I was a young little zygo. Oh, no, not that far. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, about myself, um, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. Uh, I've been a professional wrestler since 2009. I've been injured, and I'm going back into the ring, hopefully, sometime this year. Um, I am literally an all-around geek. I love everything that involves the geek hood or uh-huh. geekdom as you call it so it yeah. go anywhere between you know it started off with comic books and then it went off into video games and then movies and everything like that i i, I love doing stuff like that i love cosplaying i love making my own um costumes out of literally nothing or going to goodwill and piecing things together i love cars like, who doesn't love cars? It brings you from A to B and that. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it can do so in, like, just the best way possible. And, yeah, and it's just, you know what? And I just love just people that just love being a geek, just having, being passionate about things. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, I love trading stories about, like, you know, what cool things I did this week or yeah. what successful things I did this week so others could share in their own um, ex, uh, expert you know, uh, experiences as well, because I want to hear people's accomplishments because it, right. it just fuels me to that. Hey, you know what? We are doing something in this world and we're actually trying to make it a little bit better instead of just sitting there going, you know, straight up idiocracy, lead, follow, get out the way. I'd rather just get out the way and just watch everything burn type of thing, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. progressive. Dude, you know? that, that that was way more inspirational than I was expecting to hear. Thank you, thank you for that. I'm yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well I'm, I want to gonna go in a completely different direction because you listed a ton of interests <laughs> and things that you're in, into there in the kind of greater geek community. I want to know where did the professional wrestling get started? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it all started when I was like four years old, and I was. Well, I'm sorry, not four years. Four. I yeah, know. I would say three and a half. I was just what? literally watching. Yeah, I know. I'm weird like that, right? Like literally watching TV, Saturday Night Main Event, Channel 4, NBC. And I was watching The Ultimate Warrior well, against Macho King Randy Savage and mm-hmm. Saturday Night Main Event. And I was just like, Mommy, that's me. And I told her that at, at like three, three and a half years old. And like my mom, my mom's like, yeah, you didn't say that shit. You are, you are. But I'm like, um, yeah, I told you, and I told her exactly the room that I said in it. She's like, how did you know? 
I'm like, the number out to your email. No, it's always been one of those things that uh, I, um, I don't know if you know about Chris Benoit, but he always had this cast, uh, his, this cast race prove me wrong. And I always used to prove people wrong when I was younger. And, I, mm-hmm. and you know, it was a cool thing to say, hey, you know what? I was like three, four and said, I'm going to be a pro wrestler when I grow up. And I did it. And I went to wrestling That's- school. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. almost I, no one I, gets to say. Oh my that. god, I, 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 we need to make sure we hit the geek out section before we continue to geek out like this because oh, otherwise, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> We're gonna keep going on this tangent, but we, it really is just about time to geek out. <laughs> All right, so we're already geeking out about pro wrestling, and we're gonna keep going. But like, tell us about pro wrestling school. What? Yeah, school? yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's an actual pro wrestling school. You you actually pay for tuition. Um, it depends. Depending on how talented that you are, there's a good chance that you're not even gonna see the inside of a ring within the first six months of your training. So it literally depends on which school you go to, who's training you. I was very lucky that I actually trained at the the Doghouse in Brooklyn, New York, the very world famous Dark House Wrestling School, where Low Key came out from. Oh. Um, Homicide was like the uh, the head trainer there. He's the one. You know, if you guys watch uh, Impact Wrestling, he does LAX. He's the leader of LAX, Homicide. Yeah. Big up, big props, you know, shout out, doing his thing. And, you know, I started there. And, yeah, you know what? An 18-year-old kid spending, like, basically all the money that he saved up to be a pro wrestler. And within the first three months of training, bruising his lungs, yeah! Wow! <laughs> okay. So, so I, I guess I just want to make sure... So we're talking pro wrestling, like you said, Randy Savage and that kind of stuff. It's a lot of... Uh, it's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not actually like throwing punches and trying to submit each other. It's a lot more like acrobatics and stage combat-y kind of things, correct? You are wrong. I'm wrong, okay. Pro wrestling, pro wrestling is a thousand percent real. The thing is that everybody knows it's 2018. Everybody's not stupid. It's predetermined, but it is absolutely real. I have had multiple injuries in the ring with uh, since I came into the ring in 2009. I personally have been out of the ring right now for the last two years um, because I actually ripped um, all the ligaments in my right shoulder. So I haven't been able to actually fully been able to compete in the last two years because of it. Well, Wait, we yeah. beat, we beat the holy snot out of each other because it's like. Just, just think about this. Like, let's yeah. say that you're doing a, um, a performance on stage, right? Yeah. You're, you're basically, you're, you're taking your voice and you're accentuating your voice for the whole crowd to see and, you, and hear what you're doing. So as a pro wrestler, if I'm giving someone a Ric Flair chop and it, 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 it's, it's weak and it's feeble, if, if I'm in a crowd of like, let's say, 50 people to a crowd of 500 people, that little feeble chop is going to be feeble. But if I lay it into my opponent, which might be like end up being my best friend that I'm actually wrestling against that night, I'm going to lay it in. I'm going to beat the snot out of my best friend in the <laughs> ring. After, we're going to be like, dude, that shit hurt. But thank you, though. The crowd <laughs> loves Thanks. it. Thank but no, like, pro wrestlers, man, we are sadists. We are sadomasochists. We love beating the snot out of each other. We love getting the snot beat out of us, and we'll walk around. We'll walk around the, like the street, like two, three weeks later, like holding our backs. We're like, "Oh, I should have done that four fifty. But yet again, right after I say that, I'm like, "Oh, I remember that holy shit chat. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> Never mind." Wow, I, I I'm flat. I, I legitimately thought that that was all pre choreographed fighting. I, I mean, did too. 
I did too. I'm I'm st- I'm actually it, stunned. Wow. Predetermined, like I said, it's predetermined. Like you can go and have match. You could come, it, depending on the talent that you have that you have with you. You get. I could just meet someone like in a locker room, say, and the Booker's like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, Rob and this person, you guys are going twenty minutes, and this person is going to win. Figure it out." And the beauty about professional wrestling is that, yeah, you know what? It is 2018. Uh, K is dead, and whoever. Whoever says K Fabe is not dead is uh absolute moron. Uh, I'm sorry, but like let's let's be real. Everybody knows the inner workings of professional wrestling by uh, by now. The internet blew that wide open. So it's it's the uh, it's the abilities of the professional wrestlers, the artists, that yeah, you, everybody knows that I'm gonna win. You guys know I'm gonna win. But yet again, it's that journey, that beautiful art piece of making it from the beginning of the belt to the end of the belt to that you know overall hey i'm the one that won yeah it's Mm -hmm. that journey of how you win it doesn't sometimes it doesn't matter who wins it's the journey it's the match like that's why you hear these five star matches because they're literally five star like amazing performances like the athleticism's uh like superb the the drama it's it's basically um Acrobatic male soap opera. That's 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 what it. That's really what it is. You know, this <laughs> man coined it himself. It's uh, it's basically a male soap opera. I mean, you know, it's not I, like I said it. He said it. The guy literally revolutionized professional wrestling. You know, right, right. So it's it's, it's interesting. It's, I'm sorry, it is interesting you say that because that actually makes me think of the the South Park episode that kind of teases at <laughs> WWE and all the pro wrestling wrestling because it ends up being like they're performing Shakespeare and stuff like that. So I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's intentionally teasing and like goading at the the pro wrestling like pro wrestlers, but like I mean, what you just said, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's still like a soap opera kind of thing, but you guys are actually laying into each other. Yeah, I, it's like it's to the opera. And I'm, you watch the ballet. It's I, the same thing. You, I, you know, you just the power the power struggle between the ballerina, the male, ba- uh, like the male uh, dancer and the female dancer. And you see the struggle. You see the passion. You see the the, the trials and tribulations within that whole choreographed dance. Same thing in professional wrestling. So much um, emotion and just just passion that goes into just two people that. They never probably met in the ring ever in, um, in their lives, or they could be best friends in real life, and they're literally going to put their livelihood. Like every time you fall on a ring, it's called a bump. We have a certain bump card. You know, there's a certain amount of bumps in your in a professional wrestler's life. Some some wrestlers, such as um, Cough Cough, Terry Funk, and Ric Flair, need to retire already. <laughs> but <laughs> they need to go. They need to say, "Oh, I, it, it's." We good, we good. But you know what? Those guys, they don't want, they don't want to fill up their bump card, and they keep doing it because they love it. Yeah. Same thing with uh, like uh, NFL players. They don't stop yeah. until their bodies are banged up. They're like, I'm done. You know. <laughs> yeah. Just like baseball players. Uh, excuse the New York Yankees because they're all you know steroid users. But besides, besides, I digress. <laughs> No, I mean it's yeah, it's it's just a community I've never really thought of before, and not one I was expecting to really go into that depth about today. That's yeah. it's really fascinating. <laughs> um, so I mean it's 
I, I do want to try to transition over to the, the cosplaying, and it's the, the reason my brain is thinking about that right now is because with pro wrestling, you, you everybody has like a, a distinct like a, a look, a look, a persona, yeah. and like something that goes alongside it. So um, while we're making this transition, um, um, I, I, I know you, I know you're Rob Fury. So like, what what is like the the, the outfit you go with when you're doing your pro wrestling? Repeat that one last time. So, um, when you're in the wrestling ring, I know that everybody has such a distinct look when they hit the ring. What is your look when you're when you're hitting the wrestling, the pro wrestling ring? Oh snap! Uh, a look. I don't have a look. Oh, it's just it's just me, man. It literally is me because I. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, you're pro." You know, how, how did you come up with your, your your pro wrestling gimmick or not? I don't have a gimmick. I literally am Rob Fury. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. I say uh, my name's Rob Fury and I get shit done. It's because I do. I If I tell you I'm going to do it, I do it. You know, the moniker that I go out with is the ASS, the Arrogant Superstar. Because <laughs> in real life, in like in real life, I am... I am not arrogant whatsoever. I like, you know, I like mm. talking about my accomplishments because I want right. other people to talk about oh, accomplishments. Yeah. But in real life, like, I, I'm not, I'm nowhere near as arrogant or cocky that I portray myself in the ring. And when every time I go into the wrestling ring, I'm like, oh, I got to be that jerk again. Because <laughs> yeah. in real life, I can't do that. Because no. I'm not like that. Like, I actually feel bad. Like, in, like seriously, I will scream at a kid in the ring and during intermission, like, I'll come to that kid and be like, dude, you're right, man. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not that dude. All right. I'm not that guy, but I love being a villain. Like, if if it's not for villains, superheroes would not exist. Oh, or if so they true. did exist, it would be lame. This is why I love, like, cosplay. Segwaying into cosplay. I love cosplaying villains. Because you know what? If it wasn't for uh, uh, the Joker, Batman wouldn't be as interesting as he is. If it wasn't yeah. for Lex Luthor. Luther Superman would not be yeah. as interesting, or, or, or you know, if it wasn't for Brainiac, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for Loki, the um, the Avengers wouldn't have anybody to like focus on, and everybody wouldn't be uh, like sandborn yeah. over Tom Hiddleston and whatnot. Be like, <laughs> hey, he's my bae, you know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I love doing, I love being the bad guy. God. Being the bad guy is awesome. Like Dude. my favorite cosplay, the cosplay is Red Hood, because the Red like, Hood. Yeah, Jason Todd Red Hood. He's the ultimate anti uh, anti hero. Oh, that's like, awesome! Literally, the guy was so hated. The guy was so hated as Robin that they voted to uh, kill uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the guy was so hated that people were like, yo, I got a call because this dude sucks, <laughs> and he's so badass. The guy, the guy has two uh, origin stories. He was literally a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. Then they retconned it like, ah, nah. Too. You can't do the same guy. And then the guy was so gangster at his, at the age of like ten, he was robbing Batman Pubcast. Like, how gangster do you have to be to rob Batman Pubcast, dude? That is And then the the, the, the comic book community killed him. They're like, yeah, okay, we're done with you. And not only does he get brought back, but the guy gets brought back two different ways. One, Superboy Prime, the most gangster dude in all of comics literally punches a hole through reality it's like literally he was having an emo day and said you know what I'm not feeling the snowflake way that I'm feeling right now and just punch 
air and reality just <laughs> Fuck this wall of reality. <laughs> Fuck reality, man. Seriously. It's like literally, it's like if Superboy Prime was vaping one day and he's like, dude, I'm not liking this vape. And he punches the vape wall and it just shattered and then every reality came back. That was that moment. <laughs> you know, oh and the second part, they're like, nah, we don't like that retcon. So let's bring back Red Hood again and have Talia go put him in the in the Lazarus pit and get him all crazy and whatnot. Like such a such a beautiful, beautiful character. Started off being a carbon copy, being so being hated by the community, the humble community to be killed, then being brought back with. People say, you don't bring back Bucky, you don't bring back Uncle Ben, and you don't bring back oh, Jason Todd. Well, what? apparently two out of three ain't bad, is it? I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, well, Bucky came back, and clearly Red Hood came back. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, however, yeah. is the, the rock-solid example of someone that will never come back. Yeah, he, oh, was, oh. Same thing. Uh, Batman's, parent, Batman's parents are never going to come back either. Like, Stop. That was, I mean, too soon. Mm, it's probably. Um, too soon. Oh. So uh, really, re- really quickly, for, for those of you who have never seen me that might be listening to the podcast i look like lex luther like straight up i'm i'm lex luther with a goatee with a goatee yes. i mean yeah with a goatee yes. um so like you're lex luther's evil twin I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes me good or bad or not but um technically but, i would say that he was lex luther from earth like three but you know let's not go into that topic. yeah we, 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 don't, we don't need to talk about that <laughs> but um <laughs> It's because of my look. I'm commonly, you know, cast and used as a bad guy as well. And I'm right there with you, Rob. I I love being the bad guy, and I love being the anti-hero. Just like yeah, like you were saying, Red Hood. I love being the the not good good guy. And Red Hood's gotten a couple of like uh, costume like redesigns over the years because he what well, he first came back in the was it the late '90s when Red Hood first showed up, and he. Uh, it was a bit, kind of the big mystery of who he was, but like, wh- which version of the costume do you have that you use for cosplaying? Um, I personally like the the, the uh, uh, I, I, even though it's not my favorite movie, it's not my favorite DC animated movie. But my best friend Julian like literally loves this. But um, Batman under the red hood, it's that more and more. Just like the Joker said, he's more motorcycle chic than you know. Major D, but that's the version of Red Hood that I like with the more stylized helmet. Because a lot of, if you oh, look at yeah. a lot of Red Hood cosplayers, they usually have like the one that was in the comic with with more of the like the sleek type of helmet and stuff like that. And you can see a lot of people have that same look, or they're the ones that do the Arkham, um, the, the Arkham, Arkham Knight, Knight yeah. Uh, yeah, the Arkham Knight uh, version. Or just that Red Hood version from that game, or the one from Arkham City, which is the DLC version that you see a lot of people do with the just the T-shirt and the jacket and stuff like that. Which is oh. hey, everybody loves that. That's perfectly fine. I like my version because it's more uh, a little bit more militaristic, more more motorcycle like chic and badass. And yeah. I, I love like the helmet that my helmet definitely a different take on the Red Hood helmets more. It's more so very militaristic instead of just the comic book version. But, you know, I and I actually retired my Red Hood. I'm bringing it back for CPUQ this year because it's like, oh, snap, I've been worn in over a year and a half, so let me do this anyway. Yeah. You know, and I, I have one of my uh, AOG members from Orlando. They're coming to CPUQ. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm bringing back an old topic. That's pretty fun. 
you know, and it's always it's always good like cosplaying people that you know that you always grew up loving, but you didn't, you were just like, I don't know about this guy. He's kind of weird. He's kind of different. He's kind of interesting. And then when you finally put him on, and people are like, dude, that looks so great. It, it feels so damn good. And you know, yeah. that's another thing yeah. why people need to just start cosplaying. A lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know how to cosplay. Do it. Just do it. You just start. Yeah. So, like, Lacey, uh, Amazing Lace, you you do cosplaying as well, right? I do cosplay. I've been cosplaying since I was, since before I even knew what the term cosplay meant. I think the first time I ever cosplayed was um, probably, like, a Harry Potter thing. Because we used to go to all the midnight, like, book releases and the movie releases. And I remember going to Goodwill with my friends when I was, like, probably... 15 and just like finding a red and gold tie and finding a gray pleated skirt and being like this works and I threw it together and um and we were like the only three people dressed up at the book like release so they put us in like the local paper and stuff and I was like I love this I want to keep doing this so it went on to you know like whenever like a geeky movie was released I remember I dressed up as like Jean Grey from X-Men I dressed up for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie premiere (laughs) like all that kind of stuff and then when I started learning about conventions and like New York Comic Con and this year I'm finally making the pilgrimage to Dragon Con I am so excited I've never been but are you going Rob are you going to Dragon Con oh no there's this thing called um, lack of fun. Oh, <laughs> wow! I've, I well, I that kind of had to like, like having a mortgage. I did oh. sell my soul to the devil to get enough money to go, but yes, I am, I am going, and yeah. so that's going to be really exciting. But yeah, well, I cosplay yeah. as well. I mean, devil contract aside, it is very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll deal with it later. So I, I do have to admit, you know, I am Peter the Geek. I, I, I have never been to a, a con yet, and it's mostly because. I'm kind of scared. I'm I'm nervous to go. Why? I, I mean, partly I do like I've never cosplayed before, and I've always wanted to. But I'm also not that good with the sewing. I know how. I know how to use. To I know how to use a sewing machine, and I know how to put an outfit together. I'm not like that bad at it. However, I am. I'm. <laughs> however, I I'm also a perfectionist, and so I don't want to wear something that's subpar. The best. Right. I mean, Halloween costume is about the best parallel I can wear. The best cosplay slash. Uh, a Halloween costume I ever did was Blaine from the Pokemon video games. Because mm. I'm bald, I was able to go down to a mustache and dye it white, and <laughs> I looked perfect. It was awesome because I had the little glasses. Like it was wonderful. It was the it's the original red blue version of Blaine from the Jim Seven. Is he the fire guy? Yeah, he's the fire guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a Cinnabar Island. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> because the the TV show does a different one. Anyway, regardless, that's that's all the cosplaying I've ever done. Right, but you don't have to have like a ton of sewing experience or I know you want it to be perfect and I'm a perfectionist as well but I don't sew a lot and I think some of the things I come up with are pretty damn good that's your hot glue gun is your best friend so here's something I'm wondering about because you're uh, I always thought like the finished product was going to be the goal like you were talking about like showing up at the uh, book openings or showing mm-hmm. up at cons and things like mm-hmm. that but Rob you mentioned earlier just how much you enjoy the actual process of putting together an outfit is that like a, a big part of the cosplaying is like it, you, because of the journey, it's a bigger accomplishment at the end. It honestly depends on what you want that mm-hmm. costume to represent. Because there, like, like she was saying, that there are times that you could just really slap on something together for like, oh snap, it's opening movie day. Uh, let me just put something real quick together. Right. Or there are people that that. In like my cosplay group, the Age of Geeks, I've had multiple people 
in AOG, like they compete in the crown championships for C2E2, which is like one of the most prestigious cosplay contests that you could actually be in. And it's, it's a matter of putting things together for months on. And I'm talking about people spend over a year, sometimes over two years building their costumes. Yeah. They're impressive like that. Me personally, I tend, I, I like to be a perfectionist about certain costumes. There are certain costumes that I put a lot of time and energy into it. And I'm like, you know what? I No, no, it's not ready. And there are certain costumes I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a fun, uh, fun time. I'm just going to wear it just for fun. And, you know, there, uh, uh, there are other times that, you know, you could start off like there are, all right, let me, <laughs> there are people that they do things by steps and there are people that are like, okay, I'm going to just do one costume and that's it. So you could just do one costume and that's it. Like for, for let's say, perfect example, my Red Hood. My Red Hood, it started off in just one uh, simple underlaying body type thing, uh, putting craft foam on um, a compression shirt and then put, getting a jacket. That was the first step that, uh, mm-hmm. with a mask. And then the second step is, okay, now I'm going to start putting armor onto it. And then it, that's going to be the second version build. And then you keep building until you get it to the point that, you know what, by my fifth build, all right, that's what I wanted my costume. So you could do it in steps. You could just go to stores and buy uh, bodysuits called Zentai's or onesies. Like my personal uh, website is itsheroestime.com. I get some of the most durable, I'm talking about breathable bodysuits slash Zentai's you could get in the cosplay community through itsheroestime.com and I love those guys. Like I have over know. 10. Yeah, I'm sorry, you said it's Furious Time? No. No, no, it's Hero's Time. Yeah. Oh, it's Hero, Hero Time. Oh, yeah. it's Hero. Yeah. It's Hero'sTime.com and it's like this stuff, it's, not only is it very affordable, but it, the, the shipping is like three days and it's so good. And if you do a review, you get like $5 off your next purchase and it's like, it, it, it's like, it's like they feed your, your stuff. Like when we go to like Children's Hospital or we're going to yeah. the library to read books, to read to the kids, having like a, a simple one piece like Frozone or like a Spider-Man or like Frozone. a, you know, which I am going to be doing that too. But I mean, like, the second have, like, a one, yes, I am. The second one's coming out. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Incredibles two is coming out. By the way, Incredibles two. Yes. It is the best Fantastic Four movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's when when you when you like at first I had no idea, but when you break it down, at least right. three of the four are legitimately just the Fantastic Four. You have the Invisible Girl. Yeah. You have, I mean, Mister Incredible Mr. is still the yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and then Mrs. Incredible is Mister Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's apart from Dash. Like, I can see why they didn't want to make him the Human Torch. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they kind of made the baby the Human Torch. And they the did. <laughs> When did that first one come out? How Gosh. long ago was that? I'm gonna that? Google like, that right now. I want to say '09 or something. Two thousand. And I say 2004. Yes, yeah. 2004. No Holy crap! We are, yeah, we're way overdue for a sequel. Way <laughs> overdue. So, um, but, but things like that—that's what people do. Like people like will go out and like put together an Incredibles cosplay, or just so little like Incredibles logo onto a, a red T-shirt. And just make it and just go up to the movie and enjoy it. It doesn't have to be spectacular movie uh, quality like the 501st, which there, George Lucas is like oh. the number one Star Wars group. They mm-hmm. have a very stringent policy. So but stringent. because they yeah. are the best of the best, you have to follow the rules. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to just go out and hang, hang out with your friends and, you know, do some, you know, and just get a scarf and, and you know, break a twig off a branch and say that's your wand, then you could do that and you could have a fracking blast with it and no one has any right to tell you that you're doing it wrong or that's not good enough because it's your interpretation. Cosplay is your individual interpretation. There's definitely, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely like, I'll agree with you. There's different levels to it. There's like, there's so much you can do with cosplay. If you want to be one of those people that's entering the contest and competing and like spending so much time, like do it, go ahead and do it. But if you just, I, I mean, I know when I personally got into it, my cosplays were crap. They looked horrible. Like, you know, everything looked bad. I look at pictures from back then. I'm like, how did I ever walk out of the house? Because I'm such a perfectionist now. Like, if it doesn't look perfect, I don't want to wear it. But, you know, when you start, it's not going to be perfect. But it's so much fun. And the people you meet are what makes it so great. Because everyone, yeah, everyone is into what you're into. You find people wearing cosplays from your favorite animes or your favorite comic books or movies or whatever. You automatically become like their best friend. It's just like a really (laughs) insane experience to describe. But it's something that I would never give up and... I love it so much. So yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I've, I'm determined to buy Comic Con tickets this year. You must. I need like I need to like I've I've been putting it off because there's always been like an excuse I've been able to provide for myself. Like <laughs> oh, I don't have the money this year. I like even Here's though I've, the thing. You don't need to go just to New York Comic Con. There are yeah, there's a so many of Comic Cons out there, and a lot of the time, like New York Comic Con, like 2013 was the first Comic Con I ever went to. But if I knew the information that I knew now, I would. We'd be supporting these smaller cons, yeah. and you know, as as someone that uh, uh, it's a weird thing to say, but as a leader in the cosplay community and like in the Chicago area, like I do my due diligence to go to the smaller cons because they're the ones that are like building up, and they're the ones that really, really need the support of the hardcore geeks because bigger cons, some some of them are too big to fail, so they don't care how they treat you. Right, but it's these small cons that are just trying to come out and like experience you know the 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 fan building and just the the nostalgia of being like a geek and wearing costume it's a great thing like for for me like wearing being a cosplayer and you know being part of boxy chicago which is like literally one of the most innovative and like just awesome experiences in improv japanese uh uh, game shows in in the Chicago and New York area, like when I have the opportunity to get on uh, get on a stage and do like the beer tower, I wear my cosplay. <laughs> I love coming out in a different costume every single show and having like the host gin or just the fans just be like, Hold on, is that Bishop from the <laughs> What the is that is that Jafar? Did he just come out at Jafar? That's what? Awesome. Oh my gosh! And I love it. And it, it's so awesome. It is. It's like I make those like every boxing Chicago show. I make it into a little mini con for me because it's like okay, how fast can I can I finish doing this? And how fast can I get into this costume? And how am I gonna strut my stuff and just perform <laughs> and show off this character? And I'm in character the whole time. So if I'm gonna be Jafar, I'm gonna have that shit-eating grin. Like you know, I just you know, like where is Pintani? Where is he? Ah, yeah. You know, and it's like I love being in character, and it's like that's the beautiful thing about going to like the little cons and like being in character as a certain character, uh, like uh, 
as a certain college, mm-hmm. costume villain or something like that. Like, you interact with the kids. You interact with these things. Like, you go to libraries. Like, dude, you know how many times I've gone just to a comic book shop in Gotham or gone to, like, a Disney store in downtown Chicago just for shits and giggles? <laughs> it is great. Yeah, I, I bet you draw a crowd. Things. I imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disney stores that technically does not like he's wearing Disney stuff. Oh, in right, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's Disney in a nutshell. Oh, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't trash talk Disney too much, should I? But you I mean, can do whatever you want. It's your yeah. show. And, and no, 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 if, no. if if they feel like sponsoring the podcast, let them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they want to, if they want to, if they want to prove me wrong, the Disney Overlord. <laughs> they own Disney. They own Marvel. So everything from our childhood before we were alive and far afterward, fucking part of my language, but Stardust. Disney is going to control stuff. If I'm they... surprised that Disney is not going to have their own state in the United States. Disney's <laughs> first state, Disney state. Oh no, that, no, that's no, no, basically no. what Disney I, World is. I don't think what I don't think that's. I mean, yeah, they're basically their own capital in the center of. They have their thing. own I mean, police. They have, force. I think. I they think have their own town. I think they're going to end up be just becoming. Uh, it's going to turn from the United States of America to the Disney States of America. <laughs> oh yeah, this, you know what? Just turn Greenland. Just take that whole island and just make it into like a whole Disney Marvel like island. Yeah, yeah no one's really doing much with it. it I wouldn't be against it. Like <laughs> Disney does not have the money. So like, hey, Greenland, hey, guess what? We're gonna buy you all. Right. We're gonna this buy mostly, Greenland. Mostly ice anyway, they could. So. I bet they could. And I'm sure they could. And I, I I'm sure there are people in Greenland willing to sell. And, yeah. I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure that they could make a ton of money with the international tourism coming to like literally flying to. Uh, Star Wars land or the Magic Kingdom or wherever, whatever they decide to put there. That's real. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, the the, the, the president of Greenland said, <laughs> they still say Greenland is mostly ice. <laughs> now we go to Iceland. <laughs> I, was, I, I had was... no idea what a Greenland accent sounded like until now. <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> for, for those of you that couldn't see, I was kind of, when he was doing the uh, president, I was making it rain with my hands because <laughs> I imagine that's what he was doing. <laughs> we go to Iceland now. Right, right. That's brilliant radio. Brilliant, <laughs> so good. Brilliant. Best radio when I'm doing stuff with my hands that nobody can see, you know. <laughs> we saw it. That's what matters. Well, you. you know, we're at the 32-minute mark. Are you so, yeah, we've been talking for over half an hour at this point. What? Yeah. It's, it, 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 like, I, it, we've said it every single episode, so I'm just going to make it a tradition now. It always goes this fast. Like, I, I, I'm always amazed. But we're not done yet because we still have plus 10 XP, 10 minutes where we get to talk about other kind of stuff. Basically, this is where I say, Rob, you've had your time. It's our time now. Um, <laughs> but we're going to, we, we have questions that we want to ask you. And I actually, um, I want to kick it off because, um, as like, I've, you see pictures from the 501st that you mentioned and they're, they're movie quality. Like it is the, some of the best cosplay you were ever going to see. How do you make armor? Cause I mean, like with Red Hood, like you said, it was a helmet. You see people with unique armor patches all the time in these comics. How do you, how do you make customized armor? armor like that for for cosplay well for armor uh i would definitely say that the viper spurs has a very good structure in there like they have a, these boards these forum boards mm-hmm. and depending on where you are located these forum boards are dictated by certain people so it's like you could always it's the Bible first such an inclusive type of community so you go onto these boards on facebook or the regular forums uh uh, like on Reddit and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you ask, "Hey, where can I get? I'm looking for Mandalorian armor to be uh, Boba Fett. 
I want Cyber First Certification uh, um, worthy armor. Where can I go um, do this? You know, there are places that offer kits that they're completely bare. You do all the work. You, it's just the actual mold of the armor, and then you do everything else. There are people that are more uh, financially inclined, that they have more money, so they can actually buy fully prepared kits that are Fiber First certified that are registered by the people that do Fiber First uh, certified armor, so you could do that. Like for my uh, Darth Maul, my Darth Maul is extremely expensive. I kind of walked into wanting to be 501st Darth Maul, and I was just like, Chachi Machi, that's expensive. You know, my robe, just the, the base robe alone is 650 euro. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not dollars, that's just euro. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I did it, and uh, I got cast in a, in a fan film, Star Wars, Battle for the Holocron, and I got cast as Darth Maul. So this is something that. It's an investment for me because I'm yeah. going to be wearing this robe for other things. But for my full Darth Maul, I have to spend another 850 euro on just the boots. Then I have to spend like 100, like 190 euro on like the um, the contacts, prescription contacts. Yeah. Mind you, I'm saying euro, not American yeah. dollars. Yeah, jeez. So hold on, you, work- said, you said these boots are 850 euro? Yep, because a lot of the prop stuff is in the UK. A lot of yeah. Star Wars official crop stuff is in the UK. Like yeah, yeah. me, I got, I was able to actually spend only $150, uh, $150 for my robe because I have a, a personal seamstress that I actually hunted down for about a couple of months to find out, okay, this person is Bible First certified. I know a person, uh, Ted Rula, he is Bible First. He, he's like the official Darth Maul in like the Midwest area. And I talked to him and, you know, I picked his brain for months on it to make sure that the person that I, to the team shift is Fiber First certified. The boots where I'm going to get it is from a Fiber First. Uh, is from a Fiber First certified retailer. Contact same thing. Like the horns, the, the, the even the makeup. Like depending on how what kind of makeup you you wear. I wear alcohol based now, but before it used to be water based. But you can see the difference between wearing alcohol, between wearing alcohol and water-based. So it's like there's so much research. You have to do your research. Yeah. If you want to be Bible first, do your research. Talk mm-hmm. to people. This is a, That's the type of community that you need to talk. You can't just say, hey, I'm just going to do this by myself and just do it. Because you know what? You submit, you're going to get shut down. Yeah. And you can't get upset if you get shut down. If you don't follow the rules to the T, you don't get upset. Or butthurt, or, or, or <laughs> no, no, but that's what it is. It's like you, you know, you could get, I could get butthurt if I put all that time and effort into something, put all that money, and I'm still not, not approved. Hell yeah, you're gonna get butthurt. Yeah. You're gonna be upset. But the thing is that you have to understand. You go into what you go into. You know, you want to be federal first certified. Expect it to be one arduous, grueling process. But once you get into it, that's what you got into. That's yeah. what you busted your ass for, you know? So mm-hmm. if you want to do that, you do that. But there are forums and there are uh, different groups that on Facebook or you can just Google it, and they will help you find that out. Okay. It's all about talking and networking and literally befriending the people within the community because they're the, they're the ones that are going to help you the most and the best because they're already inside the community. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know? Yeah, yeah. There are times, there are little things. You know, I'm not gonna say it out loud, but you know, there are little few, you know, like you know, sneaks and hacks to get over some things. You know, certain items that are supposed to be 
officially certified, but technically you can get the cheaper version and get that to fly through, you know? I'm not saying <laughs> what specific things they are. Well, right, right. But there are certain things that you could get, you know? You could fly low, you know, with a little camera. Well, not camera with it's a little, you know, lighting. Yeah. You know, a little, you know. So it's like, <laughs> for the Bible first, you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. If you just a cosplay, man, you can go to anywhere. You can go to, like, cosplaysky.com, it's heroestime.com. You could go uh, to anime. Oh, what's the anime website? I don't remember. But there's so many different uh, like websites that they're fully ready costumes. Right there, ready and done. Like, if you want to be Captain America, there's full costumes for like three, four hundred bucks that you could wear. But you know what? That costume so, uh, is such a great quality. You could wear it for years. Mm-hmm. Years. Mm-hmm. You got your next Halloween costumes for the next three years. You got your next Comic Con costume for the next God knows how long. Why? Because hey, the Supreme Overlords Marvel are they're not going anywhere anytime yeah, soon. That's true. So you can wear that. You know, like I got fooled. I got fooled. I thought there was a Voldemort movie coming out, man. Wait, fan what? Film movies. It was, I thought it was a fan oh, film. Thought, but I got <sighs> fooled and and I was going crazy. I'm I'm like I, think, I saw this my, trailer. Yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. I messaged my makeup artist. I was like, yo, Maria, that's it. We're doing Pokemon. <laughs> I'm going to go around people. I'm going to go around people all, all day long. When that movie comes, I'm going to be like, Harry, Harry Potter, <laughs> I'm for you. <laughs> and then when I was a fan, so my, my heart broke. It broke, into, <laughs> it broke into like millions of whole cruxes. By the way, shout out to my girlfriend because she's a big Harry Potter fan. Not me. <laughs> but, you know. But it's like, Oh, but that's what I love being about a geek, and I love these cosplays because they're making these fan films, yeah. and they're they're, they're 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 making like look at the Star Wars fan. I mean, not the Star Wars fan film, the Power Rangers fan film. Uh, uh, she, uh, uh, Adic, uh, uh, sorry, like because of that fan film with uh, with Dawson's Creek, do uh, some James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. Because of him, look at the new Power Rangers movie that came yeah. out, which was you know it was hot garbage. You know, it's still hot, though. It's still know? hot. That, I mean, that's a good it's point. Still hot, though, but it's, it was a garbage movie. It, it, yeah, absolutely garbage. But you know what? It introduced a brand new set, uh, like generation to the Power Rangers that would never have known the Power Rangers besides, like, Zero, Life Force. Ninja Crystal. Storm. And... Well, they, they also would have... They also would have looked at it as like, that's what my mom and or like, that's what they used to watch. And it's like from the 90s and 2000s. And it's kind of <laughs> weird. Mm-hmm. You know what? And you need to tell those millennials, shut the hell up because the 90s, if it wasn't for the 90s, they wouldn't have been born. Oh, right? okay? I know. I know. All right. Because if we weren't, if, if mom and dad was, oh, weren't scared while after watching Goosebumps from our old sign and shit, you know, then, you know, they weren't the guy, you know, all freaky deaky. There was no Netflix and chill. It no. was watching Nickelodeon, watching Are You Afraid in the Dark, getting fucking scared as shit, mm-hmm. going into the seat, and all of a sudden looking at your best friend and be like, oh, I, I have these feelings now. <laughs> <laughs> that much better, guess what? You were born. So thank Nickelodeon and thank all of these nerdy shows because you know what? TV has not been as good. Oh no, no, no. no. Really don't don't get me wrong. I was not saying I disliked the nineties and two thousands. Oh. My point was kids today wouldn't get it. <laughs> That's my point. <sighs> True. So I'm wondering, like here's my question for you. How long does it usually take for you to put a full outfit together, a full cosplaying costume 
once you decide to actually commit to it and put one together? Uh, from you mean from like me saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this cosplay from like the inception to like the actual finish." So, like, if of- tomorrow you decided that you were going to do a cosplay of uh, Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze, yeah, we'll just say that. Um, how long from yeah from from that point would it take you to get a costume you'd be comfortable wearing? <coughs> oh shit! Well, it literally depends on it depends on my resources. First, one thing which is actually a, a very good tool that I use is Cost Planner. It's COS Planner, now, uh, and it's an app. It's basically a costume planner, and it lets you uh, list what the costumes you want to uh, you want to wear, the budget, the genre of exactly what, uh, let's say Mr. Freeze, let's say we want to go Batman the Animated Series version of Mr. Freeze. So I would put Batman the Animated Series, then I would put reference pictures of that, of that costume, and then I would, and it would literally let you run down, okay, how much of the material is going to cost? All right, that helmet, okay, I want to try to work off that helmet with some uh, uh, plexi, like small plexi type of um, material that's like see-through plastic. I want to work with see-through plastic, how much is that going to cost? Is it going to cost? Three dollars for a packet. Bam. Put that down. Then I'm gonna use EVA, EVA foam and warbler for the armor. Then bam. I put down how much warbler did it cost? Three sheets for twenty five bucks. Thank you for stealing shit out of my wallet. Now <laughs> EVA foam. It's like a pack of twenty for ten bucks. Thank you EVA foam. That's why we like you more than a warbler sometimes. <laughs> and you know, and like you list the stuff, and then you make a deadline. You say, you know what? I need this by. It today is. This February twenty fifth. I have a deadline. Day I of recording. Have it for yeah. Your comic by October eighth. So you did the deadline, and then you literally cross it out piece by piece. So you make deadlines. It really depends on what you want to do. It, like it could be a simple cosplay that it could take you only a month. If you do go, if you go straight that Mr. Freeze, you could put a six month deadline. If you go straight into it hardcore, you could get it banged out within like two, three months. If you want to take your time with it and slowly piece it together, it could be like six, seven months. It could be eight months. It could take a year if you want to. You know, it depends on how you want to build. It's your pace. Nobody's pushing you to do a single damn thing. <laughs> you know, it's like you said that you want to do it, and in eight months, the con is like next month, and you haven't done a damn thing. Guess what? I guess you didn't want to do that cosplay. Yeah. That's actually a really yeah. good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're now at the 45-minute mark, which means we have no. to call our time done. I know, I know. This was so fun. And, like, I had so many more questions to ask, too, but, like, we, we, do, ha- we do have to end it. So thank you so much for spending time with us today, Rob. This was really, really fun and really educational. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even get into we didn't even get into the TV shows or the cars or all the other things that you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, we, we, like, we barely <laughs> scratched the surface on this. So, like, thank you. Thank you again so much, Rob. Oh, wait, hey, there's always return visits, baby. Hell yeah. They <laughs> came back for a sequel and a third movie we don't talk about. Hell yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Look how he assumes the third movie is going to be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of a trend, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, I, I, I do need to make sure we wrap up. So I know I feel like I leveled up today. So um, it's time to sign off. Again, I'm Peter the Geek. I am hashtag Kill Josh. And I am the Amazing Lace. All right, so we'll see you at the next level, ladies and gentlemen. And we're off! Podcast accomplished. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you liked Geek XP, help us out by becoming a contributor on our Patreon. We have bonus content, raffles, and more at patreon.com slash yourgeekxp. 
Geek XP is recorded live at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Peter Hargard. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FLU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To connect with the geeks, follow us at Your Geek XP on Facebook and Twitter. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com.